0: All right, we are live. I hope so. Okay, well, welcome everybody to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show where friends, from friends, you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, recommend what to watch, uh... You know, what we've been talking about critiquing and just gushing over movies since we were young we aim to bring you an honest conversation on relevant cinema i'm derek uh up in washington uh over here i got brandon how's it going it's going pretty good uh so today we're going to be reviewing the film cherry by the russo brothers but first we want to jump into some oscar nominations came out like yesterday mm-hmm. uh, and we had hot some, off the press yeah and so we had some opinions or just some you know first takes on what what they decided to pick this year and what they decided to snub and whatnot, so um yeah, what was like something that popped off to you that you noticed right? i away? think
1: in in general, like an overall census of these is through all the categories, this is a very kind of indie list like yeah through and through even I mean, when you get down to some of the lower tier categories like effects and costumes you know there's like no real blockbusters for them to put those um you know technical categories on right let alone the like acting and best picture categories so this is like kind of a, a very indie film list
0: yeah Did I you mean, notice that at all yeah for sure it makes room for like you know a lot of those like movies that deserve a lot of recognition that wouldn't normally get it, like maybe Nomad Land or something. I, I mean, like, Nomad Land might broke through anyways, but it like Sound of Metal you know. up for best
1: film editing. Like yeah. you wouldn't normally see that, like normal dramas in there.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, so that's just kind of unique, I think, for this year because of COVID and blockbusters being pushed. Yeah. You know, Dune isn't like all over here, which it probably won't be it, next year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, looking at the list, because normally you see like gimmies in there, like maybe Trial of Chicago 7 might be considered kind of like a oscar Beatty kind of movie, you know? But I yeah. think everything else yeah, Maybe on *Mank* that, a little bit, David yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. But other than that, most of them are kind of like what, what you'd hope to see up there, at least for me, you know, there's a couple movies. I kind of think so. There's a couple movies on there that are on there's a the, couple my top 10 last that were surprising to me, yeah.
1: I think, um, Manari, while yeah. I thought that maybe I had a chance for best picture, one thing that was surprising is it also got for best director, yeah, uh, best leading actor, and yeah. best screenplay. Like, that's the whole like, do you think that's quad, like
0: a quad like main categories? Like, that's just crazy. You think that's like a like. Being in the wake of Parasite last year, like they're like, do you think that's oh, uh, an out. honest? Well, no, I mean, do you think that's like they're honest? Like this movie is one of the best movies of the year, or do you think it's more like uh, we could bring more attention to this movie because Parasite like was right? Huge is last it a year. little political? Maybe. I mean, it's a good movie. The only I sure, would but... I would
1: normally just say no because it's a good movie, but yeah. you no, know, like Sound of Metal, which I thought was a even better film, isn't. Like up for Best Director or something, right? But no, I don't. I don't want to just like assume it's a political thing. No.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I don't it, have enough evidence for that. Yeah, no, for sure. That was just kind of. was like, I wonder, like, if they're going to try pushing uh movies like that that wouldn't normally get nominated, which I think is actually a good thing, right? Um, like yeah. completely foreign language films, really? you know, as Best Picture, which is cool. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some what weird else is things. weird on here. Well, like, it <laughs> just will never understand the Borat getting nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay is just so strange to me. And Sean said, yeah. I didn't actually double check that Borat 1 might have gotten nominated, too.
1: It just seems such a... Right, I mean, Borat 1 was such a phenomenon, I think it got nominated for screenplay just because, like, but there's didn't people... know what to give it. There's Even, people with lines in the movie. Improv that aren't comedy.
0: actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's like improv. And there's yeah. like
1: half of it is literally documentary, 100%. <laughs> and then the other half, maybe the other like 40% is improvisation. Yeah. Which doesn't require a screenplay. And 10% of it is typed out on a page. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of weird
0: how you could give this award
1: to a writer.
0: Right. Unless you consider yeah. like adapting like, what they filmed into on, like, the editing bay <laughs> and telling a story out of it. So that's considered ste- screenwriting, but I don't know. Uh, Writing after the shoot? Right. Yeah, yeah like, know. building the story around what you... I don't know. I guess that's kind of how documentaries do it, but, but those yeah, are documentaries. It could so easily have, have screenplays, so. uh, Speaking
1: of the documentary category, I have two bones to pick, because I was very surprised. Oh, yeah. In in my head, the two biggest documentaries of the year that really had a huge impact um, was Boys State
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Dick Johnson is Dead, which were two incredible films that everyone I felt like was talking about for a long
0: time. Yeah, those are nowhere to be seen here for best documentary, which is crazy to me. That is crazy. And Dick Johnson is Dead was on a bunch of end of the year lists too. Like people were considering it one yeah, of the best like, movies of the year.
1: Straight up movie list, not even
0: yeah, yeah not even documentary list. Yeah yeah that is strange we reviewed both those movies on our podcast i know we all really really enjoyed them um (laughs) another just random kind of weird thing was daniel kalua and lakeith stanfield getting nominated for best supporting actor in the same movie i guess i don't know what qualifies you for a lead role or what like so they're both they're the two main actors but they're both supporting roles i guess
1: I wonder if there's like a screen yeah. time percentage that like forces an actor to be in one category over the other.
0: Right.
1: But it is kind of weird because, um, Daniel Kaluuya, as I say, right. Is, um, yeah. said to be like the more hype performance in this movie. Right.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And, uh, sorry. Yeah, he's said to be the most hype performance in this movie yet. He's not necessarily the lead. Right. Um, so he, yeah, but it also would feel weird if he was in the supporting role here, right or the only one in the supporting role here.
0: Well, I get, I mean, but like Stanfeld was—it was the story about his character, right? The movie was about him, so it seems like, I, I yeah. mean, whatever. But if it's anything, just a weird. We should be in the lead role. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a weird mm-hmm. category. Maybe they didn't find room for him in the leading role. They're like, well, we can just put him in the supporting actor role. But, and do um, you see it happen over and over again that you
1: get split votes and nobody wins? Right. So that would be really sad if it happens here because that
0: movie had incredible acting. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, interesting choices. Um, like you said, it's kind of fun to not see any blockbusters. Like you know, up there, it's kind of cool seeing all these smaller movies. So. <laughs> I'm actually really excited that Promising Young Woman made it in there. That's, the movie's awesome.
1: In general, that's like a weird stylized pick to be all over
0: the Oscars. Yeah, for sure. Dark comedy like that. Yeah. All right. Well, those were the Oscars. Um, check them out. Um Are you trying to see all the movies? Check them out. Are you trying to get through all like the... the um, I'm going to
1: I'm gonna see The Father for sure because that's one thing I wasn't able to check out and mm-hmm. I'll probably look more attention to the foreign films that are on this list that I haven't seen and, yeah. and look at trailers and reviews for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, I didn't realize... Oh, wait, no, that's different. That's so close. Yorgos Lampromos. That's different than Yorgos Lampromos, <laughs> right? Oh, wait, for what movie? <laughs> the Father. Is that the same... That's. Uh, That's not the lobster. There's thing, no way this is like, your guess. It's most. just a really similar name. I think. <laughs> wow. I just now saw that.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Anyways, but <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, moving on. So the movie we're reviewing today is Cherry by the Russo brothers, who um, got started on Community and ended up making uh a lot of the really good some of the better mcu movies like captain america civil war uh winter soldier and then avengers infinity war and endgame uh they started their own studio and made a new movie uh called cherry which is supposed to be kind of like a personal movie uh stars tom holland and sierra bravo uh the plot uh imdb description is cherry drifts from college dropout to army medic in iraq anchored only by his true love emily but after returning from war with ptsd his life spirals into drugs and crime as he struggles to find his place in the world was his name cherry i didn't get I actually that i don't him. remember i don't think so oh, i don't yeah. know where the name cherry came from i know like they there's like a we'll talk about it later I'm sure but they they bring up cherry in the during the war one of the war scenes but um, which i figured is what it was named after but okay. uh anyways it's fillable on apple plus apple t v plus so um you can you know pay five bucks for a month and check it out and watch some other good t v shows and stuff they got on there mm-hmm. uh, my main my first impression of the movie overall is it was it was a pretty big mess like it was a drag yeah and yeah, it' was like two and a half hours long and um just like overall it was really pretty, long that was surprising. it was like I think I was thinking about today and I feel like this kind of movie it's like I could see them trying to go f- oh, for like a dark um uh what the heck's the movie with Tom Hanks? force gump there we go it's like one of those movies where it's sprawling through someone's life you know yeah and uh but it's just so like gray and like uh melodramatic and like it's just it just drags you down and it's for two and a half hours it's like it's like it's just rough to get through you know um so that's like kind of my overall take is just like oh god and i watched it on like a sunday morning like these kind of movies are are okay when they're uh, made like so well that they really just grab onto you and pull you in but like this movie did that like did not do that at all all it felt like was like a rainy sunday morning to me and i like mm. didn't have a good time watching it. but i no, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you can do your first impressions. Initial
1: thoughts. Yeah. I, I mean I kinda I agree with you. This uh this is not a good film. Yeah. Um however I think the film as a whole is worse than the individual scenes in the film. Mm-hmm. Like I think like you're saying it drags and it like culminates to something you really didn't like by the end. Hey. I if I'm like to pick apart like individual things. happening it's not necessarily the worst Mm -hmm. a specific level yeah for sure um though i'm sure we're still gonna have a lot of complaints (laughs) right uh i'm i'm like surprised this is the russo brothers like big follow-up to their mcu film right uh they they tried really hard there's a lot of style and a lot of kind of experimentation though i don't think very much of it is original Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're, they're going for a lot of different ideas here throughout the movie and none of it really adds up to being that special. I think they thought that having this like big of a counter of a movie could be elevated with having some like quirky shots Mm -hmm. and quirky voiceovers and I don't know, unique transitions, but it like failed on all those fronts. Yeah, and what you're just still just left with is this like drag downer of a film. Um, yeah, I don't it know. reminded me a lot of Hillbilly Eulogy, like a film that should have everything going for it, right. but just melodrama in every way doesn't connect and feels forced. And um, too long.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there? It rough. I don't, is there such a thing as like pop filmmaking? Like that's what I kind of feel like. Like, that might be where they excel at. Like, when you watch, like, Avengers and stuff, like, they're really good at using Mm -hmm. that creativity to make, like, cool, flashy stuff in, like, a fun story. Mm -hmm. But, like, bringing that cool, flashy look to, like, a really, yeah, like, melodramatic, like, drama, it just doesn't work. And what it reminded me of, which does work better, is, like, uh, Me, Earl and the Dying Girl like it's oh my just i like, just had that in my head Derek. yeah for i literally was just thinking that movie it's just like constant you know yeah. creativity with all the shots and stuff but it's like it, it's that the movie same better, style but. as me
1: earl and the dying girl 100 they're going for the same feel it's yeah. drama but they're trying to like pump this extra pizzazz into it mm-hmm. me earl and the dying girl is incredible at it
0: yeah yeah and that's like Big that person. comes from like the like that's that movie's like uh from like the Ryan Murphy house of like making movies is one of the directors from like Glee and stuff. And they always do that. So, so that's kind of, I was thinking it was like, maybe it's like a pop, it's like a pop style filmmaking. It's like, like for popular, you know, melodramas. Um, But yeah, it just does not carry over into this, this, this kind of a story, but I will say like um, those individual scenes did like they they looked good, and um, there was definitely like sparks moments that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought but what the, are some of
1: those moments that stood out?
0: I thought the war stuff worked as its own thing, like completely out of context of the uh, the rest of the story. I actually liked what they were doing with it, and what I think they were trying trying to like get across with it. Um, which is just like, you know, kind of showing the pageantry and like, it's the really, it's very narcissistic or not narcissistic. What's the word I'm looking for? Like nihilistic side of like looking it's at? Very, war? Yeah. Very nihilistic side of
1: um a
0: war yeah. or, or veterans or I don't know what they, what they do. All right. It's like very much like leaning into um, how they're, you know, really taken advantage of and they're just, bodies that are thrown into like this political thing just for um you know i i liked i think that what they were trying to say with it like got across to me and i liked the way they did it while they were doing it but i didn't understand its place really in the rest of the story except for like to show that he has ptsd afterwards yeah
1: but i'm glad i'm glad you said that because like ending part because that like the way that um chunk of the film fits into the rest of the film it's a long section Mm -hmm. like between 20 to 30 minutes of the film is him in the military um and i was trying to think like how it it does play a lot into the rest of the film because of his pst ptsd Yeah. yeah and but I feel like that's such a common thing we all, everyone already knows and can feel for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they needed a half hour just to tell us this character has PTSD right. from the war in Iraq. Like oh, that sure. could have been done just in dialogue. And we like, after he gets, you know, just showing him getting back from the war or something like yeah, in a montage. I don't know. Like it's a lot of the movie. And then I was even thinking within that 20 to 30 minutes why did we need so much basic training right in the film like <laughs> there's a 10 minutes of that is showing him at boot camp for some reason um which really really doesn't apply to everything else right yeah because um, the
0: important just, like meat of it is at the end of it really so it's like...
1: yeah um yeah seeing his friend you know what happens to his like you know co-workers or his his friends mm-hmm. it's the movie is really long and I kept thinking of chunks of this movie that they could have cut and because it's their own, you know, production mm-hmm. and their own studio. um, I bet they just wanted to keep every single scene and every single word in this film that was written on page or something. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, that military thing fell really uh, out of place. Mm-hmm. It sounds like in its within its own, you, you thought it was well done though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of plays into the rest of the movie too uh like my view on it which is oh the word i was looking for was also sarcastic because i think this movie's really sarcastic like mm-hmm. in weird ways that i don't know why they did it like like all the bank stuff like the bank names are like like teenager like yeah like there's one of the or banks like, is called the bank. Yeah, there's the bank or it'd be like, you know, blood sucker or something like that. It's like names that are like kind of like digs at banks. But it's like, what? Like, why is that a part of the, are we supposed to like, mm. like, that's not like, it's so sarcastic that that's obviously not what it's actually called. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just such a weird, it's like trying
1: to go with this like surrealistic style even though we're watching this really heavy melodrama. Right.
0: Yeah. But only with like the bank names. That's the only surrealistic like stuff. In there. Mm. Um, I will say like, you, you uh,
1: mentioned, go ahead, go ahead. Mentioned nihilism, Derek mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of really brutal things in this film that kind of come out of nowhere mm-hmm. it was surprising. And I remember one specific one was in the military section of the film when his sergeant like hits on a like 10 year old girl Mm -hmm. when trying to right before giving her a bag of chips
0: in iraq do you remember that yeah it does like the flashback yeah him in the car he has to
1: like sit in the backseat of the car and like listen to it yeah no one says anything because it's the sergeant or something i was just like who <laughs> it was kind of some like Vietnam War like type shit, like everything right. is such a mess in the military, no one's accountable for every anything at all. Mm. Got people saying like stuff like this in front of their you know co-workers and suffering no consequences. Right. Um I don't know. It was just like is this a lived experience or are they just writing like gross things to make this movie more dramatic? I couldn't well, tell. Yeah. That hey, that's point.
0: what I was like it's kind of attributing it to like, like some kind of like, like a lot of masculinity being injected into it. But the movie was actually written by their sister. Um I found yeah. out when I was looking it up. So uh, I don't know, like it's, yeah, it's, There's also it's that weird, shot when he was kinda...
1: introducing people earlier on in the film where it like cuts to the car and this guy is just like, raping this girl in the car for yeah, half a second that was
0: his sergeant i think and
1: it? was that also the sergeant yeah too? The same so. guy
0: yeah it's the same He guy. was okay <laughs> i
1: was just like like i'm like i'm not like don't put anything about rape in your movie but i was just like this character doesn't even matter let alone his flashback right let alone his flashback being the grossest thing you could think <laughs> yeah. of yeah like why are we even seeing any of this it's such a waste of time and it's just like vile mm-hmm uh, Again, I was like, is this an experience that this person, the writer of the script had and right. is now putting in the film, or are they just trying to think of gross things that throw at us? Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell.
0: Yeah. It's kind of just like just weirdly mean spirited at times. I think just the movie was. Mm. Which isn't inherently a bad thing, but if you're going for this kind of like I don't I mean, that's just part of what makes this movie so weird and confusing and disjointed is like like we said it really is filmed like it's like this like they're trying to be this edgy like upbeat kind of like weird thing but it's just so yeah. dramatic and then that's just another weird thing like the weird mean-spirited stuff they put in here um yeah like you you go from that right
1: to uh a shot from inside tom holland's like <laughs> anal cavity pov as he's getting a yeah checkup from a doctor and it's a goofy ass shot, and they want you to kind of laugh at it and smirk yeah. at it. But it's like I don't know how these moods are blending in right. that
0: way. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, it reminded me of like uh, Breaking Bad in a way that you mentioned earlier. They do like these quirky like shots, which Breaking Bad like got away with it all the time. They could just like do some crazy yeah. shot, like underwater, like just looking up at people like but but For they were sure. they were able to blend it they were able to make that work you know that was their tone that they set from the very beginning and they made it work constantly and this movie just yeah i think it just kind of got away from them it's just kind of i can see but at the same time i can see like the through line from like infinity war to this movie like i can see that filmmaking style and look like is present in both movies. It's just, it's not for this movie. I think Mm -hmm. um, it lends itself very well to the Marvel style of, of, of making it more grounded, you know, uh, while still having a lot of fun. And it's like this movie, we shouldn't have been having fun with the story, I guess, maybe. Right. But
1: um... I want to point out, um, like you mentioned the war scene in its own right um, was interesting to you and worked well. Like I've, there's this one thing that one scene that really stood out to me as like a great moment in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when him and his girlfriend were on the bed, um, just high on, I think Oxycontin at that point, just cause it's prescribed from the doctor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but still like kind of more in the harmless early stages of the film. And they're both laying there like super high, unable to barely move, but both like almost crying silently, Mm-hmm. And they have this like kind of whisper conversation to each other where they just realize everything sucks so bad. Either of us want to feel this way anymore. Let's just go like all in
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this like substance abuse. Yeah. And after that, like, you know, it clicks and like a- the story kind of shifts a lot. I-, I thought that scene while it's like really sad scene was kind of touching the way they both like came to that realization together yeah um in the bed and the way it was shot just like the super close-ups of their like teary eyes um just caving to life and like this sucks so bad we're together we're gonna go in and start doing shit like heroin yeah just to feel something again yeah um that was really effective to me i was like i perked up and was like holy shit
0: yeah um
1: I mean, to that, to them all of a sudden being lively because they're like super on drugs and right and like, able to function again and stuff and not and... be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That was a great scene for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I think the actors were great in it. I mean, Tom Holland, like, yeah, you know, he's great in it. Um, it's hard, you know, part of the problem with the movie is it's hard to really know like what this character is because he's just like constantly changing, but, um, to his credit, he acted his heart out throughout the whole movie.
1: Um, I agree, and Sierra Bravo. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really sure; like she wasn't given too much for a certain amount of the movie, and then actually, I think it was right before the scene I just mentioned. Tom Holland's in the in the bathtub, just like drugged mm-hmm. out. She comes in and finally snaps. Yeah, and it's so quick and so real. The way she screams at him. Um, I was like, "Whoa, she's got some acting chops." Like, yeah. buried in her, like, this is great. Um, she, yeah, she does.
0: She has a great, good performance all the way through as well. Yeah, no, she's really good. I was thinking, like, towards the end. I don't know if we really care about spoilers. Um, because I'm thinking, want to
1: move to spoilers right now? I'm sure, just do it.
0: spoilers. Yeah, uh, Let's do it. All right, we're gonna talk about the ending
1: and specific later. Half plot points. So if you haven't seen the movie, stop now. Come back later.
0: Yeah, do it. Um, part of me kind of thinks like they chose these actors as part of like their, like as sarcastic as the movie is. I kind of feel like they want you to like, like uh, okay, what I'm trying to get at is at the end, Tom Holland has like a mustache and he's like in prison and he has like a little bit of makeup on to make him look older and stuff he still looks like a kid (laughs) like (laughs) uh she still looks like a kid and i'm kind of curious if they specifically cast these two because they look so young and they wanted to have these young people go through all this horrifying stuff and at the end it's almost like a sarcastic like he doesn't look old at all with his mustache and like he's like still a kid I kind of doesn't help that
1: Tom Holland looks like a high schooler. Exactly. All still. Yeah. Like he's not, he's a young, young looking 20 year old at this point. Yeah. She is too. Like maybe even more so. So like they didn't even get normal 20 looking 20 year old actors. No,
0: that doesn't help either. He's still playing 16 in Spider-Man like easily. And he looks like that age. So, uh, like part of me wonders if they casted them because even when he walks out of prison, you know, at the end of the movie with a mustache, you're supposed to still look at him as a kid, you know, might be reading too much into it, but that's kind of what I was like, God, he just, it, I just was yeah. never sold on, on that whole section, that whole ending section just didn't, this, it, it, I, it didn't work so much that I thought that they were going for something else than what they were actually putting forward. Yeah.
1: I think you're reading too far into it i'm pretty sure they got tom holland because they worked with him before yeah. and he kind of fit the part like right. age wise so and he's, he's a big a name so they're just like yeah let's ask him and he says yes yeah for sure. um yeah it just worked out probably for them yeah in a good way i'm trying to give them the, the uh of the doubt and they were going for something really artistic the because they look super
0: young <laughs> yeah. uh, i want
1: to ask about the and towards the end, you have kind of this like Tom Holland sacrifice slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did that feel to you as a climax? Because like, I didn't really feel like he gave up that much. Yeah. like he he just robs another bank. He does drugs with his girlfriend one last time. Um, he pays a drug dealer that would have killed him anyways. Right. Uh, I don't know. It was like, it kind of seemed like it was or supposed to feel like he overcame a lot. Right. But I, I, I didn't feel like it redeemed very much for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it honestly, by that point in the movie, I was so exhausted too. And like, I <laughs> didn't really put much thought into it at all. I was just like, okay this must be the end because this is happening as it would, you know? And um, yes, I mean, so on that note, it didn't work at all for me. Like it had almost no effect on me. And it was also like, even that scene was just done. So weird. God, I feel really bad. I feel like we're really just hammering on this movie, but like that scene drags on for like five minutes. Like he goes out in the street and like shoots his gun and then, like, the cops don't come. Yeah, they just stick with that slow <laughs> motion. Just it's like down. they put it
1: at, like, 15% motion, and yeah. it just turned the scene five minutes. They're like, okay, <laughs> the shot's going to be five minutes then.
0: Uh, yeah. And the cops, like, in the background, like, go the opposite way, and then, like, the camera just stays on him, and he starts doing some heroin. And then, like, the cops slowly make their way back, like, <laughs> and then arrest him. And, yeah, it's just... I don't know. Yeah. It's I a mean, little awkward. Also, like, I feel like the movie starts out with him uh, doing a voiceover of talking about how wearing a mask doesn't matter because, like, everyone already knows his face from all these robberies and stuff. But then at the yes. end of the movie, the climax is him taking off the mask, <laughs> like, during a robbery, right? And then, like, but he already told us that that doesn't really matter that's not like doesn't it. matter so I don't yeah it just
1: they also felt they really dropped the voiceover like was waiting for it to come back and give us something big yeah but it, it doesn't apply to the last third of the film yeah most at all it
0: um yeah. it didn't really work for me so many negatives I started to, uh, yeah. now I'm starting to feel bad I feel bad I mean <laughs> because I
1: have so many more things to say well <laughs>
0: it's just it's just one of those movies that... You mentioned you were that... numb at the end. Yeah. Uh,
1: they, with with um the very end, I was actually kind of upset when she shows up at the prison. Yeah. And it ends with him smiling. Like, from the start, they were so, like, bad to each other and for each other. Mm-hmm. I think we're probably supposed to assume there was, like, a lot of abuse, and that's why they did the things in... She did the things to him and he did things to her in college where she was so reluctant. But there was no point in the movie where we like saw them being good to each other and being honest to each other.
0: Um, Except for that one before he goes to war and heroin post heroin breakfast.
1: Yeah, (laughs) really. And when she shows up at the end, after all the awful things they've done to everybody and everything, and it's just, and he, it ends on his smile. Like would they live happily ever after kind of ending? I was like,
0: Right. it was just
1: really cringe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you'd probably checked out. At yeah. That point. I mean, I mean, I, it's not like I was falling asleep or anything, but it was just like, it was still just dragging. It's like, this is still going on. Like it just, I'll say after probably two, the two hour mark, like just nothing was working for me at all. And it's was just kind of like trying to get Ooh. to the end of the movie and nothing really happens in the last 20 minutes either. It's like a quarter of it is the slow motion of him sitting in the street. And then there's a, a montage of, of him at prison. Like, yeah, like a really happy I prison. Like, I, I liked like the, the happiest prison.
1: I kind of liked the prison montage. Not yeah. going to lie. Like for a second that was working for me mm-hmm. um, as like a worth, so the words come up on the screen where it's like it's not just one year it's the next 15 years or something right text and then it goes in a montage form of just those 15 years in prison yeah um i just thought that was a cool concept um if i, th- I still cared which right. i didn't
0: that's those like bursts um, of creativity that are sprinkled throughout the whole movie like i definitely like them a lot as filmmakers still Um, This isn't, this doesn't really slide me in any direction, like negative or positive, like, but it just feels overall falls
1: into the category of being interesting.
0: Right. Yeah, it was worth watching. Um, You know, I'm I'm glad I've seen it. I'm glad I kind of see like the things they're trying to do. And it's cool to see. I I like seeing things that don't work, too, as much as I wish they weren't two and a half hours. Like, if they cut an hour off of this, it would have been awesome. But, um, you know, I still like seeing things that don't work because it's interesting to see what doesn't work, you know, and see, like, um, you know, shots that they took that just didn't make it, you know. To me, that's interesting. (laughs) Brandon's like, no.
1: Oh, I, I get it. Like they, they tried really hard, and it was interesting to see how. Honestly, it was interesting to see how it failed. Yeah. With how much effort was put into this film?
0: Yeah, that's the positives of the movie It's, it's, it's good to see uh, what a bad movie looks like. Uh, <laughs> what what did you give it on Letterbox? I don't think you rated it before we. I don't
1: think I have, but it's uh, got to be a two or lower. I,
0: yeah. I gave it, I honestly right away gave it a three because I was like, it, it had some stuff in there I liked, then I started lowering it I got, got rid of my heart and brought it down to two and a half. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. so it's, it's work. That makes sense. It's kind of, you know, it's work. It's not, it's not an easy, like just sit down and watch movie. So I don't, I don't really recommend it, but, um you know, I can't recommend it to anyone, but at the same time, like go watch it, you know, decide for yourself kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Any last thoughts you want to put in about the
1: movie? Um, while we are so down on it, um, I do want to say there was a lot of style in this movie. There's a lot to look at and there's great performances and a handful of standout scenes sprinkled in this long film. Mm -hmm. So it's not all bad. There is stuff there. Yeah. Yeah check it out if you're curious about the russo's new
0: film yeah cool uh and that's on apple plus right now so if you have that it's free just pop it in and watch it so uh next week we are going to be reviewing Zack snyder's justice league which is another slog four hour movie (laughs) i don't even know how i'm gonna watch it I don't even know, like, do I sit down and watch a four-hour movie, like, in my living room with my wife and kids? Split it up.
1: Go easy on yourself. Split it up.
0: Yeah, I feel like I need to watch it on, like, the TV, like, and it be, like, loud. This isn't, like, a hang-back-with-your-headphones-tablet movie. But, um, yeah, so that'll be... I will try to watch it, Though I will not be there with you guys. Yeah. It'll be me and Nick, uh, next week. Um... And, yep, same time, same place, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Um, if you guys want to like and subscribe, we'll be doing this every week. Uh, we change, change hosts uh, between the four of us. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Have, a good, have a good night, everybody. Bye. Later, everybody. Bye.